Hello and thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted to welcome you to Search for Truth, your Bible teaching program with Brian Johnston. This is the final week of this series of 17 talks called Hope for Humanity. God's good news of salvation has been proclaimed faithfully by Brian in this series, which began on the 3rd of October last year. I hope you've enjoyed this series, if you've been following, and it's made a difference in your life. That's really our subject for this talk, for Brian's called it Changed Lives. So let's join Brian to hear about them. Thanks, John. Yes, one of the most gripping examples of a changed life, which I've come across recently, is the story of Stephen Lungu. He tells it in his book, Out of the Black Shadows. The Black Shadows being the gang he ran with in Zimbabwe, back in the days in which it was still called Rhodesia. Rejected by his father and abandoned by his mother when they split up, Stephen grew up with an angry and bitter heart. One night, he and his gang members decided to petrol-bomb a mission tent where a preacher was addressing hundreds of people. He made the mistake of first stopping to listen for a few minutes. He describes in his book how the preacher jabbed with his pointed finger, All have sinned! The wages of sin is death! Adding, Some here are not ready to die tonight. Stephen couldn't understand how this preacher already seemed to know about their plans to kill as many people as possible in the tent that night. But he didn't like that jabbing finger, so in wonderful naivety he began ducking up and down whenever it jabbed in his direction. The preacher that night went on to speak about how Jesus became poor, that we might become rich. Stephen could relate to poverty all right, and quite fancied exchanging it for riches. So still clutching his bag of petrol bombs, he was soon moving, almost involuntarily, to the front in a state of emotional and spiritual turmoil. There he slumped in front of the preacher, and of all things held on to his feet. Stewards next attempted to remove this sobbing man who was clutching at their preacher, All the while, the preacher kept on preaching, except for when the heaving shoulders and flailing arms of those trying to remove Stephen disrupted his line of vision. The meeting was then interrupted when others started the petrol bomb attack which Stephen had meant to lead. At that point, the preacher acknowledged Stephen. Can your Jesus save someone like me? Stephen asked. Yes, came the reply, along with a request to share a bit of background information. As Stephen told of his rejection, the preacher himself began to cry. Young man, he said, I shall now tell you a story. Many years ago there was a 14-year-old girl who became pregnant. He went on to tell of how the father refused to take responsibility, so the girl dumped the baby in a toilet, but someone heard it drowning and rescued it, taking it to hospital. I was that child, the preacher said. Stephen stared at him in astonishment. The preacher then read to him Psalm 27, verse 10. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Hearing that verse became the changing point in Stephen's life. God, he cried, I have nothing. I am nothing. I can't read. I can't write. My parents don't want me. Take me up, God. Take me up. I'm sorry for the bad things I've done. Jesus, forgive me and take me now. A throwaway child among the millions of Africa, but Jesus had found him and turned his life around. To this day, he tells others all across Africa and beyond of how God took him up. Another equally dramatic testimony begins in the maximum security cell in the federal prison in Miami, where General Manuel Noriega, the former 
Panamanian president was even then awaiting trial on charges of international drug trafficking. General Noriega has since been found guilty of international drug trafficking and sentenced to 40 years in the federal penitentiary. But back in early January 1990, a copy of a Spanish New Testament came into the notorious prisoner's hands. As a follow-up to that, in May of the same year, Clift Brannan, a former attorney turned preacher, and a Spanish interpreter, Rudy Hernandez, were allowed to visit Noriega in the Metropolitan Correctional Centre of Dade County, Florida. Following their visit, Noriega wrote to Brannan as follows, I can tell you, with great strength and inspiration, that receiving our Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour, guided by you, was an emotional event. Then, in October of 1992, a portable baptistry arrived at the back door of a federal courthouse in Miami. That was a first, Brannan said. We were told this had never taken place in a federal courthouse before. When the baptistry was filled, the deputy marshal brought General Manuel Antonio Noriega into the courtroom to be baptised. Surrounded by twelve guards, Noriega, wearing civilian clothes, took off his jacket and shoes and got into the baptistry. Here, in part, is the testimony of General Noriega, the notorious international drug lord and ruthless dictator of Panama. Before, Jesus to me was only an image of that which was learned from Catholicism, an historic being who worked miracles. All was transformed on Tuesday, January the 16th, 1990. Today this is what he means to me. He is the Son of God, who died on the cross for our sins, who arose from the grave and is at the right hand of God the Father, and, above all things, he is my Saviour and has mercy on me, a sinner. Another story of a changed life takes us to Japan. Mitsuo Fuchida grew up loving his native Japan, attended a military academy, joined Japan's Naval Air Force, and by 1941 had become established as the nation's top pilot. And so when Japanese military leaders needed someone to command a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, they chose Fuchida. His was a voice that sent his aircraft carrier the message, Tora, 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 that is Tiger, 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 indicating the success of the surprise mission. The attack on Pearl Harbor was a surprise military strike conducted by the Imperial Japanese Navy against the United States Naval Base in Hawaii on the morning of December the 7th, 1941. The attack was intended as a preventative action in order to keep the US Pacific Fleet from interfering with military actions the Empire of Japan was planning. The base was attacked by 353 Japanese fighters, bombers and torpedo planes in two waves launched from six aircraft carriers. All eight United States Navy battleships were damaged, with four of them being sunk. The attack came as a profound shock to the American people and led directly to the American entry into World War II. Jacob de Chazer was a young American serviceman. He was peeling potatoes at his army base in California when he heard of the Pearl Harbor attack. De Chazer's first impulse was to shout for revenge. He got his chance of revenge when he later took part in the surprise retaliatory air raid on Tokyo. However, things didn't go to plan. The plane he was in ran out of fuel. He and others had to parachute down somewhere in China. Some vanished forever in the mountains, but de Chazer was captured by the Japanese. 
the Japanese prison into which de Shazer and the other American POWs were thrown was a brutal place, where torture was added to the starvation. Formerly strong-muscled men were reduced to pitiful living skeletons. De Shazer watched helplessly as his roommate died from the effects of starvation and as a result of a fatal heart attack. While imprisoned, first in Nanjing and later in Beijing, de Shazer became a Christian. He'd been reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Bible's great chapter on love, and one so often read at weddings. Reading this, in these circumstances, transformed him. Jacob de Shazer's almost insane hate for the torturing Japanese prison guards was replaced with love, the kind of love he'd been reading about from the pages of the Bible. He found his heart softened towards his Japanese captors. After being liberated, he began to feel the urge to go back to Japan to share the good news of the Christian faith. Meanwhile, after the war, Mitsuo Fuchida, the Pearl Harbor Attack Squadron commander, now bitter over Japan's humiliating defeat and unconditional surrender, left professional army life and returned to his family farm and settled for a life of menial drudgery. All the while, he'd later say, his soul was churning with misery and torment over a once highly successful life in the military that had gone nowhere. De Shazer was now back in Japan, and he was sharing his life story in that essay of his, which was now a pamphlet entitled, I Was a Prisoner of War. He was standing at a busy train station in Tokyo, and guess who should come along? Yes, Mitsuo Fuchida, the commander of the Pearl Harbor Attack Squadron, passed by. Mitsuo received one of the pamphlets Jacob de Shazer was handing out to passers-by. Of course, de Shazer didn't know Mitsuo Fuchida by sight, he'd only heard of him. But Fuchida and de Shazer met in 1950. Fuchida told de Shazer how he'd read his pamphlet, bought a Bible, and then converted from Buddhism to Christianity. The irresistible power of Christ's love in Jacob de Shazer's story had transformed him into a believer in Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to hear of such changed lives, changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Jesus 
If your life has been changed by putting faith in Jesus Christ as your Saviour during this series, do please let us know, because it will be a great encouragement to us. And if you'd like to receive one of the books containing all the transcripts of the series of talks, then please tell us and make sure to let us have your postal address. Just ask for the title, Hope for Humanity, and if you wish, we can put you on our mailing list to receive books automatically as they come out. Uh, just let us know, and you can order by email or by post. Now, I'm about to give you the contact details, so if you've got pen and paper to hand, you can make a note. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN4 8DY, UK. And our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, you might be interested to know, I remind you, that many titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into e-books and they're available on the internet at amazon.co.uk forward slash kindle hyphen e-books. You just type Search for Truth series into the search box when it comes up and then you'll find the titles. So thanks once again for being with us today. Next week, Brian begins a new series of talks, and it's called Helping New Christians Grow. And there's also a, an accompanying booklet for that, so if you'd like to receive it, you apply to go on our mailing list, of course. So it should prove to be an interesting and helpful series for all of us, and I'd be delighted if you can join us to listen to it. So until next week, very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, our studio technician David, our singers and me, John. So goodbye and may God richly bless you. There's a light in the valley of death, not for me, since Jesus came into my heart and the gates of the city beyond.